welcome to Let the Music Be Your Master. In this episode we will continue our discussion of adult contemporary easy listening. We are happy to have you join us on this voyage on the seas of cheese. Oh, I, I would like to hear a little bit more from Jason, and I have some ideas too, if he doesn't have, about like the hip-hop, the sampling thing, and maybe play a couple examples. But I also want to do one round of mentioning like... Uh, acts either from the 2000 and beyond who have been influenced or who they might not fit into adult contemporary or easy listening but it might be this kind of thing where you know where something becomes hip and cool by from the youth culture whether that is like the in the 2000s or the chill wave movement with washed out and and uh, toro imwa and people like that where there is or thundercat with kenny loggins and michael mcdonald where there's these like artists who are kind of hearkening back is it a joke do they really appreciate it but there's, there's you know play a couple examples of like mayor like hawthorne that. would be a mayor hawthorne um, yeah. before i do that steve i know you had some uh did you have any thoughts on the the paragraph or the uh, the piece that Jordan mentioned in the email about a composition thoughts? What is yeah, it? What, does, what makes this what it is? Like, why can we listen to one thing and go, I don't know if that fits it, and then we listen to another thing and it's like consensus in the room. Yep, that's it. Well, the the only thing I thought. Well, I don't know if I'm responding to your question or what. It seemed like what Jordan was saying is is there some sort of historical explanation for the fact of, of like easy listening or yacht rock being a reaction to or response well, kind of, yeah, to like the pendulum, yeah. like is it happening yeah. in classical music of where course, it's like yeah. classical music's all intense and tension and all this stuff. Yeah. And then it's like minimalist and like, yeah, melodic. I mean, it seems like, like Mozart type chamber music kind of fits the, the vibe. Well, the, it, one way to think of it is, is like, the idea of the avant-garde or new music is kind of a category in and of itself. It's like historically people, you know, sort of say, okay, what I'm doing now is new. It's different than what's ever been done before or what the people that were just doing stuff were doing. Um, But then inevitably, you know, there are reactions to that where people's, you know, people say, well, no, we're going to recover or revive something that, that, has been lost or has been forgotten or that kind of a thing. So I don't know, explain, you know, talking about Yacht Rockery's listening in that context. I mean, yeah, certainly I think you could see maybe a lot of these artists or think, you know, reacting against the complexity the Beatles were heading towards or the, or, or prog rock or that sort right. of thing. I think of that. But, but yeah. then also they have some of the same trappings of like, you know, great studio production, you know, lush arrangements, that kind of thing. But it's like let's let's get the time signatures back to four four three four. Mm-hmm. Let's make them you know the melody singable and really beautiful and do love songs and let's and let's and and kind of some of the other characteristics we've mentioned like you know don't make it offensive, don't make it mm-hmm. too loud, don't make it too this. It's like take away everything that's in every other genre in the late seventies, early eighties. Don't make it too weird. Don't mm-hmm. make it you know too rough or raw. Don't don't have guitar distortion turned up, right. you know. All, you know all these things that would go against you know heavy metal or punk or even new wave and other things. Right. So, sure, I mean, I'm sure at some level or with some of the artists, there's there's a reaction against some of the other stuff. Or like with the studio musicians, it's like I want to play more than just three chords. You know, <laughs> I want to have a you know I want to I want to have a good solo or I want to really explore more complex arrangements or that kind of a thing 
and that's what's kind of funny. Like that's the kind of thing that for me sometimes is is the downfall, right? Or like yeah. I don't uh, too much cleverness, too much. I can't help but laugh when the Christopher Cross leads up to that little wind chime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, no, it's just like the one extra thing. Well, also because that in and of itself is just kind of this right. cheesy sound. You know, it has all this baggage attached to it. Right. But, but even in the Chicago song where there's that little one bell hit at this right moment, one you know, whatever, it's like... Which, oh. that's totally that Burt Bacharach, <laughs> Elvis Costello album. Yeah. You listen to it. There's so many times where you're like, you hear an instrument do this three-note thing or whatever, and that's the only time you hear it in the song but but there's something about it that's clever or something could be annoying but but yeah it's no. it's it's interesting but even and rook i'm i'll i'll be done in a sec but almost but also yeah the, i love that you brought up that costello burt backrack collaboration because it it makes me think of how you know current artists uh who weren't you know who have these this other credibility like hipster credibility right. or rough credibility or, or even you know, it's like it's like uh, Questlove posting the clip of Karen Carpenter playing a drum right. solo on his Instagram feed. It's like there are lots of current artists that do sort of point back and say, you know what, you guys are trying to dismiss yacht rock, easy listening, and and there's some stuff there. You know, there, right. there's some really good stuff there, right. and you might have to dig deeper. Or you might have to listen to tracks you might not know about. Or not, but yeah. That, so, so I I love that idea. You know, right. that's probably and, a really good transition into the sampling piece that Jordan mentioned, where you have there has been like this pretty consistent all the way back into the nineties um, sampling yacht rock or adult contemporary or soft rock has been kind of a staple and i don't know the the full reasoning why i some of the things i thought of why it works is one a lot of times these songs do have kind of prominent bass lines that i i think lend themselves well to sampling a lot of them as we've mentioned or have been like jazz trained, classically trained, just really good session musicians. And so when you're sampling, you're getting a, you know, a very high quality, very musical sample. Um, I think there is something interesting about the, the artistry and the contrast sometimes of telling, a you know, maybe a, a grittier street story over, um, this a softer softer yeah, yeah. sample the contrast. I'll, I'll give you a few examples maybe we can play a couple probably like the most famous one would be like warren g's regulate uh, which was completely built over the michael mcdonald i keep forgetting and i think he even had did they have michael mcdonald come in and do some updated background vocals or was it only know. the sample i don't know can we listen to a little bit of both like the original yeah. and then the sample does that work for you brandon yeah so keep forgetting you want to start with the original first? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You've got the roads. You've because got the prominent bass. A lot of times with sampling, the art in sampling is like almost making the sample unrecognizable. But then there's um, some other examples where it is almost one for one. And this is an example where it's almost one for one. How long do we have to listen to this? <laughs> this isn't your thing. I love it. Oh. I love it. Oh, I want to explore. Fire. I want to explore why. So, 
I think you're fine okay, now. No, we gotta go deeper let's, on that. Let's hear. Let's hear Sorry. the Warren. Warren it's G. just the Michael McDonald. Is it the voice? It's just Michael McDonald. It is such a. It's I such am, a weird it's delivery. So yeah, it's yawning. I was like thinking the, of yawning. Like yeah. sing while you yawn. Like the best and the worst. <laughs> like for me, the worst. Yeah, for me, the worst of adult contemporary is Michael McDonald. And the Eagles, which we haven't. Oh, this is a hot take. I think we intentionally didn't talk about the Eagles because we don't want to (laughs) reference the scene in the Big Lebowski. That's my feeling. I think Michael McDonald. It's still ironically. I I love him ironically. I haven't ever like I listened to it. You know, where's Holland Oates? I'll listen to them. What's funny is I will listen to like I I'm okay with the Doobie Brothers, but you just get Michael McDonald. Nope. Can't do it. Interesting. Play, uh, play Regulate by Warren G. So, now. Warren G. Sorry about what that. About, what about this no, song? That's though. good. That's important. I'm glad you, you know, said that. How do you feel about Warren G? <laughs> Here we go. Here's, here's the Warren no G, guys. Idea. Get ready. You can't just be any punk on the street. Oh, geek. That's right. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon, Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones, rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC, oh, Nate Dog. G. I already like it better, because it's not it's, Michael McDonald. This is so good. <laughs> so I hooked the left on 2-1 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm <laughs> the song was Nate Dogg is like so good on this. So this is it's the best a relic of the '90s hook ever. My, when there? my oldest was in sixth grade, the, his class was doing a class song. They had to agree on a, a class song, and uh, he he submitted Warranty Regulate. And his oh, teacher so talked good. to us at a, a parent teacher conference. So I really like that he picked it, but we can't pick that one for our class. You, under, you understand why, right? Right. Give him a little fist bump. All right, let me give you a couple more examples. I maybe we'll pick two to have you play. Uh, two or three. We'll go. Yeah, we're going to do three. Is that all right? We'll do very yeah, brief. I, I want to do one, and it'll be very okay. brief. Unless um, you do it. Go MF do it. Doom Doomsday. This is a Sade sample. Do you want to do Sade first or MF Doom first? I, I'm not going to go one for one. Okay. I think in the interest of time, gotcha. I'm just going to have That's you fine. play the hip hop and uh, see if you can. Most of them have pretty prominent. Like it's very obvious. It's uh, so go MF Doom uh, Doomsday. So that is Sade from Kiss of Life. Kiss of Life, yeah. About three quarters of the way through, there's this transition between verses, and it's and they actually have a vocalist, but it's not Sade. Yeah, she's just singing different words with the same melody. Yeah, that's beautiful. MF Doom is my all-time favorite, and he loves Sade, and he really loved like. He loved adult contemporary. I think he just he just dabbled in everything. Um, let's do another one. You're gonna have to look this one up on YouTube uh, because they it's not streaming. Uh, go uh, go. Oh, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna make you do. I'm gonna go. De La Soul. Say no go. We're gonna do quick hits. This is a a Hollow Notes sample. These guys are geniuses. Now let's get right on down to the skit. So that bass line is 
I can't go for that. Mm-hmm. Go De La Soul, I Know. This is Peg by Steely Dan. And it works so good with a drum. Oh my gosh. This is in contention for my all time favorite album, by the way. Uh, and then the last one that I think is just an interesting contrast. I'm sorry, I might say a bad word at the beginning. But this one I think really contrasts taking kind of a one for one sample and taking a really gritty song, putting it over the top of a really beautiful song. Uh, I'm going to have you go Six Feet Deep by the Ghetto Boys. Oh. And this sample's easy. Crying at the wake, and everybody's dressed up in black suits. Throwing up pay their last respects to the black troop. Why they have to die is the question that we're under. But everyone knows that every day's a different number. So when you're talking, so you can hear they even kept the vocals. Sometimes they'll just sample the 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 uh, the uh, instrument, but they kept the vocals. It gives it a really almost eerie tone. It's a super cool track. I, I think there is something, Jason, to like what you were saying. The like a lot of rappers want to sound hard, you know, and then so you contrast that with a loop that is that's funky, but it's also kind of melodic or soft or something like that. To yeah, contrast. and I think it is also reflective of I think one of the beautiful things about hip hop, which is kind of culturally making something out of limited resources, where yeah. you, you know a lot of these homes didn't have instruments in the home. The instrument was the record player and the music that they made was repurposing the record collection that their parents had. And so it was old R and B record collections or adult contemporary collections where they probably grew up listening, their parents listening to Sade, you know, with hollow notes records in the house or whatever. Um, Bob James records in the house. I like how how it can open doors in, in your own mind about, just like you were saying with Faith No More covering the Commodores, like, yeah. oh, these guys like it, so maybe it's, it's cool. Yeah. Maybe I can uh, get into this. And, and for me, search, that's search one of the, the, the coolest parts. Steve mentioned Quest Love, who's kind of this protector uh, and evangelist for music. But that is one of the things I do love about, especially sampling in hip hop, is it's a, a really cool way to, I think, connect generations and, and kind of give a chance for current artists and youth culture to still pay homage to the the stuff that they're yeah. you know generously using well, and even and with my boys because i'm not a big hip-hop fan or rap fan but like you know they'll play stuff that samples things that i love and i'm like oh yeah i totally love like the uh-huh. like the isley brothers being sampled an i like i you get that on and i'm just dancing and i'm yeah. singing along and i love that kendrick yeah. song <laughs> right so really briefly before we move on from hip-hop just one more Play for me, Bobby Caldwell. Um, open your eyes and go ahead to the one minute mark and see if you guys have heard this this song anywhere or this this the hip hop song that samples this. 
Does anyone other than Jason recognize the sample? Jason, do you recognize the sample? Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what it is. Is it? Can you want me to say it? Is it a common? It's common. Yeah, so it's now common. go to common, the light. This was a. This was the common song where I think Erica Badu was in the video. It's when yeah. they were like dating, kind of or something. This on like water for chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is produced by Dilla. So this yeah. is a Jay Dilla sample. It just does that piano over and over again and then it has the the co- and then the chorus. He uses the chorus as a yeah. chorus in it. Right. All right. Okay, so so yeah, hip hop, you know, samples from all over, but there seems to be a soft spot for for yacht rock specifically, easy listening, you know, kind of soul, soul R and B, but yacht rock, as we said, you know, has that kind of blue eyed soul crossover. Um, so let's go ahead and the last kind of round will be um, anything. You know, whether it's 2000s to now or something that doesn't quite fit in this, in what we've talked about, kind of challenging the genre to say, you know. So this is kind of a, is it a, is it ska? Is it ska or not? Or just, yeah, like, if you're like, is this, does this fit or not? Or if it's like, you want to share something that, yeah, that's interesting to you. So we'll, you know, we can do kind of a lightning round where you can do a couple Let, of Can I throw out a term and ask yeah. you if it falls under the umbrella? Yeah. Is dad rock? I thought about automatically dad rock. grandfathered in. I thought dad rock is like is in some ways the adult contemporary of the of our generation. Because then it, that ushers in like some acts that really hurt my heart to think yeah. about them being. It might not be mostly because it means I'm the getting same. old. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You are getting old, Jason, oh and this gosh. is what this whole podcast was designed to point towards <laughs> for you specifically. So we've done our job. But yeah, so I, uh, Jason or Brandon, you want to start us off, or if you're not ready, I can start us off because I'll, I didn't no, quite. I'll, okay, I'll start. Let's hear it. It. Uh, so, as an entry for the, is it, uh, is it adult contemporary? Uh, let's try this one. As it was, Harry Styles. This is one of the currently one of the biggest hits at the moment, mm. and seems to be popular amongst the high school students right now. Seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> at least I had three different ones of them included in uh, their All About Me videos that they made. Well, I just when Jordan gave us that prompt, and I had not really done anything on the beyond the. 90s so but i wrote down before you even played that i wrote yeah. down harry styles so wow. i think it i think he's doing a lot of stuff that would count to be kind of you know it is poppy but it's got 
It's not really rockin'. It's got a catchy melody. You know, it's there's it's a smooth easy smoothness. It's easy listening. And ten or twenty years from now, the kids in your pace in high school class that love this will be, it'll be a nostalgic thing for them. And well, ten years from now, they'll be yeah. embarrassed and they'll right. hate it and think it's twenty years thing from ever. now. It'll yeah. be the nostalgia thing yeah. for them. Yeah. It, it does seem faster paced than mm-hmm. the other things we've been playing. But right. But he also, on that album, he's got slower stuff too. So, I mean, I think, and not even that album, but earlier albums too. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he, I think, I say yes. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Steve, anything? Steve, you're like in a coma over there. Like, are we still talking about this kind of mellow music? <laughs> what's, the to- what's the topic? Um, it's a song that just popped into my mind, which I think it was on a list that I just found too. Uh, is is one of these ubiquitous songs, so popular, easy listening, seems to show up all over the place, uh, and I don't like it. But but. <laughs> So I'm going to stick with the theme of so picking a theme things from all your picks. That, no, not, not all, not all. Has Steve Don, picked Donald a song Fagan. he liked. Yeah, I pick. I think I did two and two. I I actually like that song, "Dance with Me." It's cheesy, but I like it, uh, and I and I love the Don Fagan. This is Vanessa Carlton, "A Thousand Miles." Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> like you just hear that. You hear that lick. It's like, oh gosh, no, no. <laughs> My, uh, I have such awful memories of this song. <laughs> so I told you, my mom Mission was a, accomplished. My mom was a piano teacher, and so I heard so many aspiring pianists that were trying to do like cool stuff, and this just like takes me back to hearing bad. Bad, bad, aspiring pianist. <laughs> like, I'm, and I'm sure she's like really talented pianist. But that first lick just felt like so, like what a young person would do to try to sound really cool at the piano. It just, I don't know what it is. It piano t- guys. Yeah, it's mm. just kind of like uh, yeah. okay, fine, right. So I don't know. Does it fit? No, I think it belongs. Is it, does it, is it carrying the torch of, yeah, of yacht by, rock I, and easy I think listening? By and... virtue of its <laughs> of its unlikableness, <laughs> that it does belong. It's unlikableness. It's u- ubiquity. It's yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's yeah. one of the that's one of the alternate boxes that can be checked. Is this unlikable? <laughs> and and if it can be checked, then it can be it can it's be granted in. It's a yeah. contender. Okay. <laughs> Jordan missed it. I missed it. No, don't play, play it just again. Just play no. the opening piano lick. That's all he needs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> His response. Oh. Oh. All right. I got one for you. Oh, so bad. Um, this one is going to hurt me if we if we allow it. Wilco Camera, hmm. spelled with a K. Very inoffensive. There's harmony. I don't know. His, what do you, his what do you voice think? isn't good enough for 
just it's not uh, beautiful for enough. radio, yeah. for pop radio oh. play. So thank goodness. I, thank goodness. <laughs> here's what I'd say about it is, for me, it it fits in the sense of just personally, what do I like? Like I see dad rock music like Wilco as as something of like the you know from age thirty Jordan to age forty Jordan loved listening to the stuff, still does. And I imagine like the the boomers or whatever who were listening to yacht rock from age thirty to forty, you know, it's a kind of a similar thing. It's like you're well, getting older. You're not. You don't care so much what all the kids are doing anymore. But the difference would be Wilco was never topping the charts, number one, yeah. never on the radio all over. Although it'd be on say ninety point nine. So you I, know, I brought them up because I had a weird experience with them. Like I was in on Wilco early on, loved them. Right. Um, it, like. Maybe back to Sunvolt and Uncle Tupelo. So in my mind, it was like, this is cool. Like, this is what cool young people listen to. And then I got old somewhere along the line, and I was playing Wilco, and one of my kids heard it and was like so off put it because by, by it because it just sounded so old fashioned to them. And I was it like shocked me into this moment of reality of uh, embrace embrace of, like, it when, Dad what happened? mortality when did this Jason. happen this isn't this isn't old person music and then I had to pause and go oh wow it kind of is we're old. and then you see you see Jeff Tweedy and he's all gray and, and I'm like oh wow it, it is, he, this he is like a grandpa but just because it's like quote unquote old music does not mean it's bad right. it's Wilco's yes. amazing this is where I want to uh, challenge right, Jason's to thing about no a, soul I'm it, like, it goes back to that, that losing my edge <laughs> idea from a LCD sound system it is representative of, of, of losing yeah. my edge yeah let it happen there's a lot of soul in, in embracing <laughs> yeah. mortality and losing your edge but the, yeah I think I think there's probably with any artist there's a just well I, I think Mellowing, losing your edge is one thing, but yeah, would would every artist that gets mellower, or every band that gets mellower, does it automatically morph into yacht rock or <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily, right? And I think that one, like the drum beat, that the every beat, boom, 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 that's in it, that doesn't seem yeah very easy to listen. And it's not very lush, but we don't have strings, we don't have horns, we don't right. have a wind chime come in at a yeah. certain point. <laughs> All right, well. I'll, I'll keep it going. I've got so, I've got another. So Janelle's oh, up. Hey, hey, what? Oh, it's oh no, going no, no, the no! Horn, I said we're going around. Let's the horn. go around. Let's okay. go around. Keep it going. Okay. I've got okay. more. I've got more well, to contribute. So. I initially had written, like I wrote down the two. I wrote down. I wrote down Harry Styles. I wrote Wilco. You guys both took them, but I was going to do Handshake Drugs on Wilco because I love that. But what song. I'm going to do? See, I just pulled another Jordan. Mm-hmm. Here um, we go. Andrew Bird and the song Sisyphus. Did he jump or did he fall as he gazed into the morning mist? Did he raise both fists and say to hell with this and just let the rock roll? Let it go, let it crash down low. There's a house down there, but I lost it long ago. So, what do you guys think? Yeah. Let it roll. 
To me, this fits with my overall thing of like the pendulum swing that was happening in the '80s, where like you know some of this mellow music was kind of cool and it was about to become uncool happened in the early 2000s too so that a lot of indie music was going mellow was going more major chords oftentimes and it threw me off yeah. for it, it really bad i thought it was have you ever heard the song truth by alex ebert it's i, I thought that's what i was listening to for a oh. minute yeah, very, very whistle centric. <laughs> well, Andrew Bird is whistle centric. Yeah, he's a whistle <laughs> whistle fiend. All right, yeah, I like it. So I want to go with Toro Imwa Talamak T A L A M A K, and this is one who Toro Imwa is really good. This is one who was was kind of youth culture. It's very sub, you know, sub sub culture. I, I got teased but, for posting one of his songs on a on the, the my list initiative feed. Yeah, I got, I, yeah, I got teased. I got called a hipster. Right, right. It was funny. So this guy was was kind of a trendsetter, hipster, whatever. Young. I actually used to buy sandwiches from him in South Carolina at the uh, uh, the little bagel shop right where I did my internship when I was in graduate school. He was selling sandwiches, and anyway, his name's Chaz. Uh, I forget his last name, but uh, Talamac by Toro Imwa, and this is kind of part of the chill wave movement that was kind of two thousand nine, two thousand ten was happening. It's not. This is not something that's going to be a number one charter. So I'm not going from this like the Harry Styles angle of like, oh, this is a pop song that's going to be played everywhere. For me, it's more of the the kind of like the the moment where the the hip the zeitgeist moves more towards a mellowing and towards a, a relaxing. You know, that's what Chill Wave was. It's like. It, it's it's re- perhaps reacting against an angstiness that you know might have been there in other elements, and it's but it's more interesting maybe than a lot of the number one hits might be, and more different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you, of great chill can, wave artists. Here's some hollow notes in here. Right. There's a lot of good chill. There's washed out. There's neon Indian, uh, beach house. There's a lot of these chill wave artists that that you could also hear it as background music in places this one's a little more glitchy and stuff that that might be harder to do as background music but let's do let's do one more round and we'll wrap up brandon one more round huh one more quick round okay for anyone that's ready and wants to well uh let's see where is it oh we don't have any Barbara Streisand on here yet. Mm-hmm. Come on, one of the one of the top adult uh, adult contemporary artists of all time. A lot of Streisand albums in my house growing up. Oh yeah, so yeah, me too. Let's let's have her duet with Barry Gibb. This is guilty. Oh yes, I love this one. The best of the guilty pleasures, right here. <laughs> guilty, literally. This was in 1980. It says it's Barbara's 22nd studio album. She has a lot. I was looking last <laughs> night. A yeah, lot. This, this album got played in my home a lot as a kid, for sure. 
this is t- pure yacht rock for sure. <laughs> Great pick. I'm so glad. That, I'm glad that was there. Steve, do you have any? We're yeah, gonna let I'm you go not... soon. I promise. I... <laughs> oh no, no. I'm. I know. And I look up, like I've been staring at my phone, but I've just been like looking up songs. And, yeah, yeah. And also uh, posting pics and stuff, just constantly posting pics, live tweeting, <laughs> live tweeting the episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, here's what I want to pick and just kind of see what it brings up for the rest of you. Uh, Miles Davis, Human Nature. Mm. We can cover a few bases with this one. live album it's not a live album but there are, are times when there are certain tracks on some of his albums were, were live like I know I know the album Decoy has one of the tunes that's live I don't yeah. think this is live but yeah this is a fun pick it's live in the sense that they're all in the studio playing well, together maybe maybe not maybe not you don't think so not at this point I mean that was kind of a hallmark of jazz recordings up through late uh, up through Miles Davis quintet, you know Nefertiti. But then when, when he in a silent way it was like this groundbreaking jazz album because it was like one of those first ones where it's like they edited and cut and paste and did things in different orders and so it might have been it might have been but I don't in it, reading about adult contemporary this this fits the. Uh the pattern, uh, at least a lot of the early stuff, where they would take rock hits and do instrumental versions of them for the mm-hmm. adult yeah. radio. Yeah, and that's what Muzak was, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Right, so in a way, this is Muzak, and it's just interesting to me, first of all, like, you know, Michael Jackson has some chill songs like this mm-hmm. that I think would fit, but he's just such a huge artist and someone that, you know, goes beyond the the, the idea we brought up a few times of, like, you know, artists that maybe dabble in different genres but you can't really they're not defined at all by a particular genre or by the one we're discussing or the idea of saying you know it's funky but it's not funk or something you know, right. I don't know. but with this with this one yeah it's like my it's just interesting to me like miles davis like why 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 <laughs> why would he pick this song why does he just do it and it's pretty straightforward like there's no solos. There's no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is very music, but I do I do love it. Like I, I hadn't heard uh, this before. I would 
I would picture it being more like his uh, Someday My Prince Will Come, where it's like you take the idea of the song, but make it your own. I'm, so I'm surprised how similar this sounds to the Michael Jackson version, right. except well, just with trumpet. This is true. So on this same album, you've got um, Time After Time, Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a later album, he does uh, Perfect Way, Scritty Politty. <laughs> really? <laughs> and the and I think I, he just loves the melody. He loves yeah. loves the tune and, and the music. Well, he's an example of someone but, I don't think any of us would say he's an easy listening artist. But we would also maybe say... Miles what, Davis, sell out. Yeah, we wouldn't say that. Well, but we would he also, certainly was accused of that, for but sure. We would, all, stuff, but, we would say that he, he, was, he reacted... One of the things that made him the biggest... You know, and the coolest was he reacted and changed everything by going mellow, by going less is more, and and that stuff, and and that yeah. More and minimal. I mean this this album has more you know more driving, rocking right. fusion type stuff with stranger harmonies and long you know solos by electric guitar and tenor sax and stuff like that, and and so. It's the the whole album isn't like this, but this is you know one track on this album has lots of other stuff, right? right? Yeah. Anyway, cool. All right, there you go. We're can, all, can, we're you come, can you come back to me? Does somebody else oh, have yeah. one? Let's I'm go. just I'm oh, trying to okay. find the title. Let's go to Janelle. Um, Drive me crazy. Okay. So I guess it sounds like we're not sticking with late. Our post two thousands, right? We're just kind of just what what you're whatever. feeling, what okay. you're feeling. We're unraveling, okay. we're unwinding. Okay, um, oh, I'm really conflicted, but I think because we lost her recently, I think we got to go with Olivia Newton-John, Magic. Should I see this movie, Janelle? You know, ask uh, Steve's wife, because I've only seen it once, and that was about all I could do. I've never seen it, and I'm like, should oh, I? Man. Should I go for it? But you I know should. people love it. We, well, Laura and I have been talking about doing a backyard viewing and inviting, you know, everyone, lots of people, and it's, I, mean, I don't it's, know, I think we watched it with you guys. No, no. I've I, never seen it. I, I think I've come it's, to your backyard I think viewing. it's hilarious and worth watching. Main character... Paints large versions of album they, covers for they're, promotion. They're in, in, and and in the point is, is I think that Gene Kelly, as a, as a young man in the military, had also been inspired by the same and so, views. Lo and behold, they do, in fact, open the, the roller rink. Xanadu and have a, a grand rock and roll opening disco, wow. which shows. And so, they okay, have, we're gonna watch it. We're it's watch so it. great. It's so great. If and you then, can unironically you like yacht rock, you'll probably unironically I, like Xanadu. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. But I also want to move on from talking about it. Uh, can right. I please try to remember what the movie's about and talk about it more? No, okay, um, I'll, I'll be done. My, we're gonna, we're gonna cut that whole thing. My, yeah. uh, so will you, Brandon? You always say that, and then you no. leave things in. No, it, it'll stand. <laughs> We don't, have, we don't hey, audience, we don't have audience. We don't have an answer to edit the episode and how <laughs> much I remember. Right. How many texts he gets 
from okay. us. Jason, do you have your pick? Because um, I yeah. got mine. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, the one I'm not going to pick, but I am curious to see what happens to hip hop. At some point, hip hop is going to have to age into adult contemporary. Um, like, a, I think a song that would be a candidate would be like "Hey Ya" by Outkast. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, I guarantee young hip hop heads are going to hear that and be like, "That sounds soul. That's like dad music." That's already happened. It yeah. kind of is. That's right? already uh, right. happened. I, and and the, you already I mean, mentioned that's the Fugees. Rock. You yeah. mentioned the Fugees is on the adult contemporary yeah. chart. And there's when I when I was re- I did a little research on the grown folks music and different people citing what that was, and they were talking about the golden age of hip hop. Basically, I, I had this uh, another awful realization where when I was when we were in high school in the nineties, classic rock was really popular, and like I was convinced that I knew more about Led Zeppelin than anybody else consumed it. So I did this math when my son was getting into hip hop and um the albums that were co- that came out like in 93 94 the like the low end theory by a tribe called Quest was the same age to my son in high school as Led Zeppelin 4 was to me when I was in yeah. high school and it made my head explode because I realized hip 90s hip hop was his classic rock right. And, then and now I, it's six years later than that. And, you're and now, even it's older. now it's oldies. Now it's yeah. officially oldies. But I, I think I have a post-2000s pick for you that I think I, I think it'll come as close as anything we can to uh, to fitting the bill here. Uh, go Mayor, Mayor Hawthorne. The stars are ours. The stars are, are ours. I think that's right. And he's very influenced by uh, Steely Dan. You'll hear it. This is probably one of his more Steely Dan-esque songs. Such a mashup of Steely Dan. Yeah, love it. I was going to choose him for one of our music. One of our music. He's multi instrumentalist. Done some great stuff. Stones Throw released some of his stuff. Blue eyed soul. Yeah, he's really good. Okay, so for my last pick, I'm going to go like so. I'm interested in this kind of like the Mayor Hawthorne or the the Chill Wave stuff. The stuff that's it's not necessarily chart topping at all, but they're hearkening back to certain themes from that that could be considered cheesy to certain people but it's kind of like back in the zeitgeist and is cool or they appreciate it so i'm gonna go with a mac demarco song called passing out pieces um i was gonna choose thundercat because he's got kenny loggins and, and michael mcdonald but gotta go mac demarco passing out pieces and just listen and see if there's any elements you might not hear it uh see if there's any elements here of the stuff we've been talking about Right in front of my eyes Hello the story 
That's fine. I, I think for me, one of the biggest things that is the hardest to reconcile, because it just isn't common anymore, is that really just like big, pure voice in it. Like the vocals to me seem to be one of the biggest differentiators. Like there was, it was such pure vocals with Christopher Cross and Toto and even, you know, the Carpenters or, or whoever. And there and it still is with the ones that. Are of the chart tarpers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a Harry Adele. Styles. Right. Adele, it's still right. there. I mean, that's a feature of pop music. Um, so I guess, my, so my love of it is 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 somewhat coming back around to, like, the stuff that's a little bit off, like the Steely Dan, or sometimes it's the, it's the number one hits, but it, a lot of times it's the, when it comes back around to, it's cool to do something mellow, but you have people doing it in a subversive, different way, like a Mayor Hawthorne or... Um, or Toro y Moi or whatever. Um, but it's, t- it's time to wrap things up here. Where I think we're all about ready. Thank you guys for sailing, take any more mellow. <laughs> sailing the seas of cheese with us. Uh, it's been a pleasant voyage. I think we're ready to clear our palate next time with some punk or some core, uh, some kind of core wave, angsty, I'm mad at everyone music. And I can, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to... To handle that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and thank you for including me on this episode. I hope I, I hope I contributed Thanks, something. Janelle. It was excellent. You were yes. an incredible guest. We loved having you. Thanks. Nice to have one of our one of our longtime fans. We, we always get a lot of comments from you in the via via text. <laughs> Usually it's criticism, yeah, a lot of criticism. comments. Can't believe you forgot. <laughs> yep. So any of the other listeners out there? We'd love to hear from you. What uh, what are some of your favorites? Uh, obviously, we we left out a lot of the uh, the big chart topper ones. But if what are some of your favorites that that you actually like that would also fit this this genre? 